Welcome to the Field Trip Podcast. My name is Brent Terhune. Joining me on this episode is Garrett Elzinga. You've heard him on the show before. And a quick plug for him, he has uh, a podcast called This Better Be Good. It's a movie podcast, kind of like what you're going to hear on this episode. And he also has an album out called Bullet Biter, available on all platforms. Now, admittedly, this episode of the podcast is long. We're talking about the Halloween franchise, uh, and I thought about cutting up into two different episodes, but if this is not your topic, I get it. Uh, so rather than make you wait an extra week for a new episode, I'm just going to release it all at once. So if this is not your topic, cool, I get it. I'll see you next week. But if it is and it's still long, just hit pause, come back to it, or don't. That's cool too. We get in pretty in-depth in the Halloween franchise because it's one of my favorite franchises as well as Garrett. So let's get into it. The Halloween franchise here on the field trip. Welcome to the Field Trip Podcast. My name is Brent Terhune. Joining me on the this episode, he's back for the second time, for the first time. Uh, his name is Garrett Elzinga. That's me. Now, Garrett, you joined me on the uh, best sequels episode. Uh, have you seen any other sequels? Because you have a monthly or a, a weekly uh, movie podcast as well. Any good sequels you've seen? Um, since then, I I can't remember what uh, when, when did that episode come out? I don't know. Right around when your album came out, because that's why you you're on to promote. That's right. So after that, I think I had seen Bad Boys for Life. Okay. I think that was the last sequel. I've not uh, seen any of those, to be honest. Wow. Um, so I found out that no one likes the second one, and that's the one that I liked because it's just so over the top. Okay. Um, but I was hoping that the third one would be like a little more grounded and still funny and whatever and it was i was i was genuinely surprised by it so i was like i a, thought it was good i don't I, I don't know the premise of the movie like i said i've never seen them but i imagine there was a moment where will smith says to uh martin or whatever or vice versa and says we need you back uh and then the, the other one's like not after the accident Oh no, that I don't think that happened. Okay. Cuz they've been like partners for, you know, life basically. So this one delves back into Would you there's s- like a backstory kind of thing for Will Smith's character <laughs> and uh it's I mean it was it wasn't bad. Would you say that they've been bad boys for life? <laughs> uh, you know. I'm going to pipe sure. in the uh the uh, laughs there at that joke. Uh Perfect. So uh, we are talking about the Halloween franchise, and anytime you and I get to do a show together, we inevitably just end up talking about Halloween for some reason. 100%. And, uh, and we won't have another show for a while because of what we're going through right now, so that's yeah. fun. Yeah, through the uh, quarantine coronavirus. So maybe if uh, if you're listening to this in the future, we we made it or we didn't. I don't know. Um, oh, God, I mean, I, I have no hope for humanity. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, now you and I have bonded over another podcast. Uh, it's called Halloweenies and I, they have a whole, uh, season based on Halloween. They've, they're doing Friday the 13th right now and they've done Nightmare Mm -hmm. on Elm Street. 
And uh, this is just the, the briefest overview possible you can do in an hour. Uh, yeah. But you and I uh, also agreed uh, with some of their opinions and also uh, strongly disagreed with some of their opinions on some of these movies. So we'll get into that, too. Yes, and we also disagree with each other on a lot of stuff. So it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. <clears throat> yeah, we're gonna have a lively debate before I throw my drink in your face uh, over the phone. <laughs> I can't wait. So, what was your introduction to the the franchise Halloween? Because, by the way, for the listener, the first episode of this podcast was just the movie Halloween with Josh Arnold. So you can go listen to that. But this is uh, the the franchise as a whole. Ooh. So my introduction was, oddly enough, Halloween H2O. Um, I'm a 90s kid, so the you know VHS tapes, those were abound. And, uh, you know, horror movies are what I was really getting into around age 12, I think. Yeah. Um, so I think Scream 2 was my first horror movie and then was just hooked ever since then. Well, and you um, can see yeah. that. You can see the influence from Scream on the rest of the movies in the 90s because if you look at the Scream poster uh, versus all the other posters, it's always like faces in a line. And oh, you yeah. Can I mean, definitely see that can, with Halloween can, H2O. Yeah, I can think of Scream. There's Scream 2, Scream, obviously the sequels, and then also the Halloween H2O. And then even like some other movies like Urban Legends yeah. and Urban Legends Final Cut, those movies, even Urban Legends uh, Bloody Mary. It's it's like they couldn't figure out how to not have that be the poster. Uh, I'll always know what you did. Or, sorry, uh, I know what you did last summer and all those movies, too. It's like once there's a franchise built, they keep going with that same exact concept. And uh, the Final Destination yeah, movies as well. Final, yep, Final Destination. Um, but yeah, H2O. And even the dialogue in that movie is very... Uh, I think it's Kevin Williamson. I think that's the guy that wrote it. I think but he, he wrote Scream. Yeah, I think Scream 1 and 2. And also, I think it was Dawson's Creek. Yes, yep. So it has that weird vibe to it. But it, it fits for some... I mean, it's you got you know Jamie Lee Curtis. She's doing herself. And uh, it was, you know doing herself i'm an idiot yeah she's just diddling the whole movie uh, well that's why uh, i liked it as a teenager was uh <laughs> old jamie lee yeah uh, she's great so i i should have counted how many movies are actually in the franchise we've got halloween halloween 2 and now the big debate could be do we even if we're gonna I, I don't know i didn't ask you to rank them beforehand but if we're gonna rank them do we include halloween 3 or do we Move it out of the discussion because it has nothing to do with Michael Myers. I mean, I would keep it in only because it it's in the same universe, kind yeah. of. Mm-hmm. Uh, hold on, I gotta I gotta sneeze. Corona. Okay. Oh, it's going away. All right, I'll probably have to sneeze in about two more minutes. Okay, save. But it. um, yeah, it's it's like in the same universe. So Jamie Lee Curtis does a voice at the end. She's on like a TV. Thing. And then there's also a trailer for the movie Halloween playing. So it's this weird, like, kind of connected, but also not. And John Carpenter is involved somehow. So I, think I don't know. This... I mean, it's. Yeah. Go it's... ahead. I was I was going to say maybe he did the score, but don't quote me on that because I'm probably wrong with every fact I throw out. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he did the score because it's under his 
discography on Spotify. Okay. But I also think that he did like a story, like he has a story credit and it's not just a based on characters created by kind of thing. I think I'm pretty sure he also helped write it. I can't remember though. I know he wrote two. Yeah. Um, over, uh, I can't remember drinking heavily on a, uh, on part two and the, the whole concept of the franchise. If you're unaware, uh, you're going to get two people that listen to this episode, people that know a lot about Halloween or know nothing. But uh, the yeah. idea for Halloween was to be like an anthology series. So the first one would have been Michael Myers, and then the second one was going to be something completely different, which is what the third mm-hmm. one ended up being. And, yep. you know, people say the movie sucks. It's it's not a bad movie. It's just not a Michael Myers movie. No. And the thing is, I would l- of all the horror movies that you could remake – remake Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Yeah. It's and, actually just called Halloween... Is it Halloween 3, Season of the Witch? Yes. that's It's called, yeah, I, Halloween 3, Season of the yeah. Witch. And it has really nothing to do with the witch. Like, there's a witch yep. mask, but... like Yeah. It really... I mean, it's, it's, it's poor marketing title, and if it was just called Halloween, Season of the Witch, or Halloween, Season of the Mask, or something like that... Yeah. Uh... Some different title, different advertising, marketing, uh, stuff like that. But yeah, I, I was going to ah. say the same thing just in doing my research. If they're going to remake another movie, which Blumhouse is doing that every year, it seems like, mm-hmm. just remake yep. Halloween 3 and, you know, it has nothing to do with a witch. Call it Season of the Witch. And, you know, I, I think it's a good movie. There's a lot of stuff going on in the movie. Uh, yeah. But... You know, I would like to see it done correctly because, you know, the power comes from a rock from Stonehenge, how they got it from Stonehenge. And now they're going to, you know, just killing all the children for no reason, even though there are adults left. I would just like some more concrete uh, rules and ideas in in that movie. Yes. I mean, I it it's it's so great. I I really like three. But yeah. I yeah. count it because I like it. But. Okay. Uh, well, back to backpedal a little bit. Halloween came out in 78, and the budget was 60 to $70 million, and uh, that made $300 million. Yes, so, it did. And then Halloween 2 is back in 81, and that's kind of where we get the... Uh, the, like the boom of the slasher, the slasher boom. So we've already had a couple Friday the 13th, I think, at that point. So there's a, a big difference... Yeah. In between Michael Myers, like the guy who just will kill if you get in his way, versus the guy who drains all your blood uh, in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was an eighty-one, and that budget of two and a half million, and it made twenty-five million. That's crazy to go from. So the first movie, first Halloween, is sixty to seventy million, or six to seven million. Sixty to seven, or no, I'm sorry, six. Uh, it, the budget. Sorry, I got this wrong. The budget was three hundred thousand, and it made sixty to seventy million dollars. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Yeah, because I was gonna say there. I had my numbers twisted that on that. Much yeah. Money. <laughs> no, that that's all good. But yeah, I mean, it's it's insane to me how much money that movie made. And then it, yeah, so you know, it was seventy eight, and then eighty was Friday the Thirteenth, and. Uh, I mean, they're talking about it on Halloweenies right now, but the the crossover of inspiration basically and how 
similar the movies are basically but i mean there's even a bunch of distant uh you know differences between the franchise too so yeah and you know one of them was clearly uh i think there's a i was a i've if you uh you and i have not talked about this but you've watched all the friday the 13th but there's a good documentary called the crystal lake um diaries i think it's called but it's pretty uh, much and crystal lake memories crystal lake memories and it's just if you've seen it but it's just pretty much uh, the all the extras you'd ever want on a DVD, but they spend like thirty minutes on each movie with the cast mm-hmm. and stuff. And they were saying, you know, they were like, you got to have a kill every seven minutes in some of these movies. You know, with Halloween, mm-hmm. I think you maybe you get four kills tops. I'd have to think about it. Uh, but yeah, then it's definitely upped in Halloween two, and that one, uh, I think is a. a a pretty good sequel. If Halloween is a 10, I think Halloween two could be nine. The only thing I don't like mm-hmm. in Halloween two is Michael Myers, just walking through a plate glass window. Uh, <laughs> like it's nothing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you got anytime that happens in a movie, it's because they like explode the glass basically before they walk through it. Um, <laughs> but it's like, he just, He's not even like getting a running start. He's just walking through. Yeah, he's and that's one, the funniest one, thing to me. One step away from the glass, and then, yeah, uh, it's it's like if a football team was one step away from those paper things they have for like homecoming, where they burst through the paper and then they just tried to walk through the paper. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and between Halloween one and Halloween two, we get the twist that uh, with a lot of these movies, you can kind of choose your own adventure. With these movies. Mm-hmm. So the big twist is that Michael Myers is uh, Laurie Strode's brother. Yes. Uh, do you, when you when you view the movies, are you taking into account that he's he's her brother? Now, I will say this. When I watched when I finally watched Halloween, because I had watched H2O first. OK, so I had already just assumed that, you know, because of the story of that movie is that Michael Myers is her brother. Mm-hmm. So I had already known that. And then going back into watching the first one, what I had on VHS for Halloween one was the TV version that included a bunch of stuff that they shot while they were shooting too. So it is a bunch of stuff lying, you know, laying the groundwork for him being her brother. Yeah. Yeah, because that, it, yeah, initially so, that wasn't even a thought, but they needed extra airtime to air Halloween yeah. on TV. Yeah, so that's what I had known, was that just from the beginning, I always had thought that. And then you see the original Halloween, and you're like, oh, none of that is, like, it's not even mentioned. That's yeah. crazy. You, you don't get to see him growing up. You just cut immediately to when he's, what, 18 or whatever, when he breaks out, or 21, something yeah. like that. M- Michael Myers is 21. Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, it, it and that's how I viewed it because I, you know, just seeing these various movies on AMC and seeing H two O, I always just knew that they were brother and sister. But then you watch it, uh, Halloween to Halloween two, and you're like, oh, I guess that wasn't anything because the, the thing that makes Michael Myers scary is that he's just a killer. There's no yeah. motive, and we'll find out later in the series that what I don't like is when they give him a motive to kill. I don't, mm-hmm. the scary thing is he's just going to kill, you know? Yeah, I do think that is scarier. Um, but I do, 
it's so interesting because you, if you really do want to keep a franchise going, you have to have a reason for doing it. And I think that it's a justifiable reason for him to be like, oh, there is this driving force. And the driving force is that he wants to kill the family bloodline. And that's enough to just, you know, kind of accept it. And you're just like, okay, so that's what this movie is. But then at the end of two, if he's dead, good movie. Mm-hmm. But then the fact that you have to keep it fucking going, that's when it's like, all right, enough of this shit. Yeah, because and I I had seen parts of Halloween two, but not all of Halloween two. And then you see that the both Loomis, who is not a super half supernatural being like Michael Myers, yes. uh, burn up in the fire, and then he he's in Halloween four, and he's got little scars on his face. That's about it. Yep. Yeah, uh, and you're like, what? Why is he back? And if there's, you know, uh, one thing to to one way to have a motive, I guess I'm I'm totally cool with him wanting to kill the family. But that's when we get into like Halloween six, where then he's part of a cult. Then I'm yeah, like, okay, it's the curse of thorn, and you're like, all right, too too much, it's mm-hmm. too much, and it's not. That's the thing too is like it's not explained enough. It's it's this kind of stuff that's shoehorned in. To be like, okay, well, here's a, a reason, I guess. Like, at least when Carpenter was drunk and thinking of, you know, well, how can, what's the twist of this movie? Oh, shit, that's good. I'll put that on the typewriter. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it's a drunken idea, but it at least works for the movie. It's 81, you know? And then, you know, you, you go farther into the 80s, and then you have different lore coming with, you got Nightmare on Elm Street, you got Friday the 13th. So it's like, it's continually having to up the lore and i think as much as i do like the halloween franchise for what it is i think that it's the weakest lore um what am i trying to say it's the weakest lore i guess through storyline of all of them yes yep yeah. because there's it's also a series that doesn't embrace the continuity at all so no. you have characters that die you have michael getting his eyes shot out who in the first movie wasn't this like the shape kind of thing and then in the second one, completely becomes that. And then in the fourth one, he's back, and you're like, okay, it's just it's confu- It's unnecessarily confusing. Yeah, but and I, I, I feel I, like I'm getting ahead of myself. I uh, I will agree that out of if we're talking the big three franchises of Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween, which you can compare them to other ones, but. Um, Halloween is my favorite, but I will agree that it, it, you're like, if you start thinking about it too much, you're like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Do you think, why do you think that Halloween is your favorite out of all of them? Cause I think I know. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I, I don't know. I would say Halloween's my favorite and Friday the 13th is the second one. And then I, I don't really care that much for Freddy at all. I like the character, but that was mm-hmm. played more at the you know towards the end of the series is played more for comedy. I don't know because yeah. maybe maybe Halloween is the most realistic, I guess, and that's that's even not saying much. Yeah, I think for me, I think I I think the reason is because I like the movie Halloween mm-hmm. more than I like Friday the Thirteenth and A Nightmare on Elm Street. At the original movies, and then even I like the movie Halloween more than I like all of those other franchises. Yeah, that's how good that movie is. I w- yeah, I would say yeah. The, I think out of the whole franchise, and 
you know, you could argue that Halloween is the best horror movie of all time. There are going to be plenty of people that say no, and I get why you would say that. But, you know, out of all the franchises, this is the Halloween, the original, is the best movie for sure. Yep. Yep. Um, so just to point out, we had Halloween 2 in uh, 1981, and it made $25.5 million. We had Halloween 3 in 1982, and it made $14.4 million. So ten, $10 million drop uh, just in a year. Who? Just think about how much Halloween 1978 and then Halloween 2 1979 would have made. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. Uh, so then we have uh, Halloween for the return of Michael Myers. So budget of five million dollars, and it made seventeen point eight million dollars. Um, I I really like this movie, and even though right off the bat it just negates Laurie Strode has somehow died in a car crash. She went yep, through two whole just, you... two whole movies to die in a car crash. Uh, see, I mean that that's just an example of you know, writing and directing and getting the people back together. But then also the one person who should be in it says, no, I'm going to be in trading places. I'm not going to fucking <laughs> be in Halloween four. Yeah. So um, that's, that's when behind the camera, that's what's affecting what's on screen. So I, you have to give it that like, well, if we're going to build a franchise, this is what we got to do. So we're going to bring Donald Pleasance back. Yeah. Yeah, and now he's, you know, the most consistent, besides Michael Myers, the most consistent yep. speaking role in all the films. And even when you look about at Halloween 2, Laurie Strode is in it, but not really. She's drugged up the whole movie, wandering yep. around a hospital, you know. she's Yeah, she's barely a character. Um, But, you know, of course, Michael Myers is alive, and one of my favorite uh, looks of Michael Myers, which it doesn't really change like a Jason Voorhees uh, does but you get the and Loomis sees him in the gas station uh, and he's all wrapped up in the bandages and that's just one of my favorite shots where Loomis sees Michael and he's like god damn you and he goes to shoot uh, I just love mm-hmm. that scene for some reason I love that too uh, isn't four is it four or five where he has the blonde hair it's, I think it's five it is five I think I, I made it in my notes, but now I have so many words on the page that I can't just find it immediately. Uh, but uh, either either way, it was like it's a two it's like a two second shot of him wearing a blonde, you know, uh, the Michael Myers mask, but a blonde. It's got blonde hair, and even as like as somebody that has nothing to do with movies, you you just sit in there and watch, and you're like, so nobody said anything. Nobody. Yeah, nobody. I mean, it, it's so baffling to me, and the mask. It's just the inconsistency of the mask from even like, you know, this movie to that movie and then this scene to that scene. Like it, it's such a if there's no continuity in the writing, you best expect there not to be continuity in the mask that they use. So, yeah, it's, it's so baffling to me. It was Halloween a, four, not, by the way. Yes, I did. When you were talking, I because it's in the school. There's a shot in the school. And then there's also that quick shot in the in the diner. Um, where he sees him. Yeah, it's just you just like how, so. Nobody said anything. Like no, <laughs> no, they're just like ah, fuck it. Just go ahead and do whatever you want. Um, 
And then we also, I guess for a couple, three movies actually, we get the character of uh, Jamie Lloyd. Uh, yeah. Is that or not? Yeah, Jamie Lloyd, and uh, who's played by Daniel Harris, which is for the two movies, four and five, is some of the best child acting I've ever seen. Agreed. Um, oh, it's an. I just remember there's another there's another thing, which, yeah. Uh, what movie are we are we on? Uh, four, between yes, four and Daniel five, Harris. we might as well just talk about them together since it's Daniel Harris playing Jamie Lloyd. Yeah, but and the, then we get so, the thing of uh, Jamie and Michael are now telepathically linked. Oh fuck that shit! See that that was so dumb to me because it's another thing where you're like, okay, I guess we kind of have to let this slide. But then in the fifth one, she's a mute now, and she's only a mute. Because the end of four is her turning, basically. She becomes the – she's supposed to be the new Michael, right? Now she she um, somehow – she touched him right before he fell down the open mine shaft because that's what they have out in the country is open mine shafts. Uh, <laughs> All the time. Amongst everywhere. a graveyard, I think it was. Uh, so yep. they've touched hands and now – the evil, as uh, Dr. Loomis would put it, I'm not as uh, theatrical about it, would be transferred to Jamie Lloyd. The evil is gone from here! Yeah. <laughs> and also, I just wanted to point out the similarities between Friday the 13th, uh, Part 5, which is a new beginning, which came out in 85, yep. and then my, uh, Halloween 4 was 88, and both, essentially, the main characters in those franchises, it they set it up, to where Jason was going to be, uh, um, Tommy Jarvis was going to be the new Jason. And then now, exactly. uh, Jamie Lloyd was going to be the new Michael Myers. And that's what I was going to bring up too. Um, is that it's, it's a, it's a blatant, you know, rip off of that other franchise. And it's so fascinating that Friday the 13th is like ripping off Halloween for its first movie and then mm-hmm. Halloween rips off Friday the 13th like fucking years later yeah, like th- three years after it, the movie so yeah in the grand it, scheme of things insane. maybe it was a, a year after in production and writing maybe two years but you're also like come on man you know, like and maybe it was parallel thinking but also if it is parallel thinking then realize that it is and don't do that idea yeah and then if you're gonna well, do it also- fucking pay off on the idea Yep, exactly. I mean, he she kills her mom in the bathtub, right? Mm-hmm. And then comes down the stairs. She's wearing the clown costume, which is like a complete homage to the first one. And if you would have ended on four, then, I mean, that would have been a good end of the franchise, mm-hmm. you know, as for what it was. And then you have five, and you're like, nope, <laughs> you know, her mom's still alive, and she's just now a mute. But she's still connected, and yeah. Michael's still around. And like, uh, Jesus Christ, you guys just make a good fucking movie. You get the, you get the scene of her standing at the top of the steps and Loomis sees her at the bottom of the steps. And he just says no for about yep. 30 seconds, which uh, I <laughs> I should have ripped that uh, video and made it some kind of meme. I'm surprised nobody has of just it's, him. You should <laughs> screaming. No. And for all the over the top acting that Donald Pleasant had Pleasant has. I mean, I'm like. Man, he could be my favorite character of the franchise. He really is. He's the best. I mean, he gives every line Shakespeare quality. It's it's so great. Yeah. Um, 
I guess we could move from Halloween four to Halloween five. And this is the one. And I didn't I didn't rewatch any of these movies because I've seen all of them so much. I just happened to watch the Rob mm-hmm. Zombie uh, one. We'll get to. Uh, I went out of my way to watch that just because I wanted to. I know that sounds crazy, uh, but I rewatched <laughs> Halloween five last night because I feel like it's the one that I've studied the least as far as watching it with a critical eye. The, it's funny that is the one that I've watched most recently, and I think it was like maybe six months ago. Okay, but it's still pretty fresh in my mind. Uh, and this one is the the Revenge of Michael Myers. It came out in '89, so we it came out uh, a year later. So '88 was mm-hmm. part four, '89 was part five. Five million dollar budget, and it made eleven point six four million dollars. So it went down. Yes, it, it made less than three. It um, let me see what three uh, three was fourteen 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 million and yeah it made less than three with Michael Myers. <laughs> I mean it just goes to show that no one knows what the fuck they're doing and they're idiots. People are idiots. I say this all the time on my podcast. Uh, this better be good if you guys are curious. But I say it all the time where I say all you have to do to make a good movie is make a good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have so many people that are behind the camera and in front of the camera. I mean, the one thing that I'll say about the Halloween franchise, it's never the performances that are bad. You know, uh, and if you watch a Friday the 13th movie, some of the performances are pretty shitty. Yeah. If you watch a Nightmare on Elm Street movie, some of the performances are pretty shitty. I've never thought poorly about, you know, most of the Halloween entries, but Jesus Christ, the writing is like, and that's the thing too, is like they'll have a thousand different scripts that they'll go through and then they settle on one, and you're like, this is the best thing you could bring to the screen. Yeah, and, and that was like a, a, probably an executive making decision who didn't have to write anything. All he had to do was choose the best story. Mm-hmm. It's, it's also kind of like, you know, that game where you'll write a paragraph of a story and you pass it to somebody else? <laughs> when yes, you, you had yes. a storyline in, in mind, and then they take it somewhere else? This is what this... Yep. And again... I'm talking shit about it, but it's also my favorite franchise. <laughs> but that's what you do when well, you I love mean, something, you know. You can you can see the faults in it. I mean, and I will gladly go back and watch these movies. It's oh, so sure. fun to just pick them apart for how, you know, shitty certain aspects are. And there's great moments in these movies too, but there's some really bad moments like uh, and it's just it's him being a slasher guy too, like where he goes after the guy with the car. I'm pretty sure that's five, but he goes after yeah. the guy with the nice car, and with then like the asshole know, Fonzie. It. Yes, yeah, asshole Fonzie, uh, fasshole, uh, if you will. <laughs> um, but he, yeah, he just kills him for literally no reason, Which, and it's like yeah. we're it's it's just become a slasher entry at this point. Um, I will say for part five, just watching it last night, uh, I will say this first, it's weird to look back and see how much, how little money these movies made. I know you could adjust for uh, inflation, uh, Mm -hmm. but it's just bizarre how this is such an iconic character. But then you look and you're like, oh, that's not that much money. All they did was double $5 million on this part five, you know? Yeah. Yep. Um, well also, I mean. Advertising, so much of the money that goes into movies now is advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be like you know a hundred fifty million dollar movie, and then a hundred fifty million dollars they spend on ads. Yeah, I and mean, you're like what, what the? Yeah, what, what the fuck? What good is a movie if nobody knows about it? In any, anyway, you know. So that's yeah, you got to do it. 
uh, Halloween Part 5, I did one of, one of my biggest takeaways from that one is that the lurking and stalking by Michael Myers in this movie is some of my favorite. It's great. Uh, as far as him, you know, well, and we also say that in Part 4 we meet Rachel, who is like the, I don't know, like the foster adopted sister of Jamie who was a, f- yeah. a good character, wasn't bad, and then autumn, and then part five, she's killed like in the first 30 minutes. Yeah, so it's another thing where you're building this relationship between two characters, and then you kill this one off. But that's the thing, too, is like any time in a movie where you kill off a character, you're basically saying, if you're killing off a beloved character, you're basically saying, all bets are off. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, with this one, is like, there were no bets, to begin with you just keep giving us characters that we are starting to like and then you kill them and it's like we know all bets are off it's the fifth movie we know <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we we know he he's uh, a ruthless killer he's already killed 80 yeah. people by this you know um but he's killed how many dogs in this franchise it, all bets are off baby yeah he, he picked up a dog and choked it out a german shepherd no less which, yeah, uh, in the first one, right? I think so. Yeah, where the dog goes limp, but yeah. it tur- I I saw something about that shot how the dog goes limp, but they played it in reverse because I guess a dog's natural inclination when it's picked up is to go is to tense up. So it looks like it went mm-hmm. from it, it goes from limp to tense, but they played it backwards to look like the dog died, which is you know. Cool. A pretty cool idea, but also in my head, any time an animal dies versus a human, I'm like, oh, the this guy's real terrible. <laughs> this guy's uh, this guy's a, a terror, scum of the earth. Um, uh, oh, uh, one thing I wanted to say too was, um, I think in five, is that, yeah, so she she gets killed. But then also, what was the other thing I was going to say? Motherfucker. Well, I'll tell you, oh. if you try to remember, and I'll tell you about the stalking, like just him in the house trying to kill Rachel and eventually does, and then he's lurking outside of Jamie's hospital in broad daylight amongst like the the weeping willows or whatever trees that are almost dangling to the ground. And it's something mm-hmm. that you, if you're not really paying attention you're not going to notice that he's even in the background. And that's what I love about all the Halloween movies because they lend themselves. It's kind of like a Where's Waldo of a movie yeah. where I'm always – I'm every time I watch Halloween, the first one, I'm always scanning in the back to see if he's there. And I've watched it enough to know he's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. But Well, he's – he the stalking, that reminded me. He is stalking around the house, but – um you have the the bumbling cops with the uh, the music the one. makes it worse like the oh. do, you, do you remember on the uh, did you watch power rangers as a kid i did and uh, they had the two characters named bulk and skull like the two bullies and anytime yes. they were on screen like you had like this bumbling music that played almost it would be if it was an old cartoon it would be a tuba like that mm-hmm. music is the same for these two cops. That's exactly what it is. Where it's <laughs> you just think you're like mid movie. You're like, what the fuck is this? Like, how are these cops Dude. turning into a doofy from a scre- uh, not even scream, but <laughs> scary, scary movie. movie. <laughs> 
it's like it, it, it. I mean, was there anyone that said maybe we shouldn't do this? Like who who signed off on? It was probably I think it was the director. It was probably the same guy that thought it was okay to have a blonde mask. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's the thing with these crews. You have a lot of the same people going from movie to movie. The directors change, but it's like this. Oh God, fuck! It's so sad because these could have been so good. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Uh, and I forgot to mention all throughout part five, we have the Man in Black. Mm-hmm. Because Ooh. they're laying the groundwork for the Curse of Thorn, which is the sixth movie. Which, uh, from what I had heard and read and watched, Part Five, they just threw that character in without really mm-hmm. knowing what was going to happen. They had no idea. Uh, I think there's one part where you can see Michael. Like it's it's the beginning where he, it's the beginning of the movie where he like falls through that the river or whatever, the creek, and then the guy takes care of him, and then it's like a witch doctor kind of guy. Is that yeah, the fifth uh, one? Witch doctor hobo, and I forgot to even say that. But yeah. He somehow comatose for a year, and the guy doesn't say anything to anybody. Yeah, yep. It's a fucking year. And then he wakes up for some reason, kills the guy, and then, but you see like a, uh, the, like a thing on his um, wrist forearm or something, right? I think so, yeah. So We're, that's like also laying the groundwork. They have no idea what any of it means. They're just throwing it together. And and the thing uh, is, like Halloween 5 came out in 89, and then Halloween 6 was 95. So it wasn't like, <laughs> let's do this back-to-back real quick. Yeah, no, they they, they took... Uh, you know what's funny? So I'm going to go on a little tangent, but it does make sense. Um, so Breaking Bad... You have seasons one through five, right? There's five seasons of that show. Yeah. The fifth one, they started and didn't know how to end it. So instead of doing like all these episodes back to back, they split it up. So you have part one. They took, oh, I want to say it was like six months between parts, maybe? They did that Sopranos part A, part B type thing. Yes, they did that. So they split it. And then when they came back, it, they knew they the, all the chips fell right into place. They knew exactly what they were doing. It is masterful writing because sometimes writing yourself into a corner and giving yourself a deadline is the best way to get something done. Sometimes it fucking isn't. And mm-hmm. that's what Halloween five to six is. And they didn't even give themselves a deadline. What were they? So why did it take so long for them to get from five to six? Was it, Box office returns, or was it like licensing issues? Were there so it, like court cases because that happens all the time? Yeah, probably. I would say probably since part five made eleven million dollars, I would say maybe it was yep. there was no incentive to do it. Uh, but also, if 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 you're gonna go back and make another movie, you had what six years in between to not yep. get it wrong. Oh, and boy, they. They get it wrong. They get it real wrong. Yeah, and it wouldn't have been such a, a huge thing if there was no man in black and you just saw the tattoo of the Mark of Thorn yeah. and it just could have been speculation from the, the rest of the series. Uh, yes. But yeah. So do, do you have any well, thoughts? five. Go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say five ends with the man in black breaking him out of prison, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So and then they leave on a cliffhanger where the entire police station is just 
destroyed. Everyone's mm-hmm. killed. Which also, if we're tying groups together, that also or uh, franchises together, that also happens in Friday the Thirteenth Part Six, I think. Uh, where, oh, it kills a poli- the whole police station. Yeah, that's Part Six. Uh, Jason lives. Yeah. Yes, which is great. I think Jason lives is great. It is really good. Um, yeah. But that, and it, it's. And that was eighty six. Maybe have to look it up. Maybe I, it might have been eighty six. Eighty six. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So this one was eighty nine. Once again, we're taking three years, and it's ending this fucking Jesus fucking Christ. Um, <laughs> or no, doesn't wait. Part six ends with Jason in the in the lake with the yes. rock around his neck. That's right. Doesn't no? I think I'm mixing up franchises because I think Michael kills everybody in the police station in four because all the cops, all the redneck cops, house. and that's that's yeah, how you all, get the redneck militia. Uh, yeah, who then there's the like cops are dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's right. And you get multiple Michael Myers. That's one thing that I. I what scared me about that movie was you had these kids dressing up as Michael Myers and lurking around. Can you imagine? Yeah. Like uh, th- this guy is you know evil incarnate, and now there's four of them. <laughs> yep. That's. Uh, I mean, that's a great idea. That's something that was a great idea. It could have been a cult of Michael Myers instead of cult of Chucky. Mm-hmm. That would have been great. Uh, but, but now, what were you going to say earlier? I don't. I don't know. I got I got Damn lots it, of sorry. thoughts. No, you're fine. I'll probably think of it or I won't and I uh it doesn't matter. Uh Well, I we, think I think you're going to ask me a question about 5. Um I don't know. Either mm. Oh, do you, any other final thoughts on 5 before we move to 6, but we can all kind of these all kind of tie together anyway. Yeah, I feel like we're just going through but we're reflecting cuz I mean, totally forgot that the police force was killed in 4. Um 5 isn't okay, so I think five kind of ends with doesn't Danielle Lloyd wait, did I Danielle uh, Dan- Harris? Yeah, Jamie Lloyd. Yeah, doesn't she like have him take off his mask or something and then and, she like touches his face and, he's and then like, she can talk again? Uncle, she calls him uncle, just yeah. like every uh, like uh guy in an Asian movie who calls his uh his uncle uncle not uncle like Jeff but just uncle uh, <laughs> uncle <laughs> say uncle but yeah uh he takes the mask off which I I give it a pass in the first one but I don't want to know I don't want to know what these people look like it's better yeah, if I and don't he know looks, dude he looks completely normal his eyes aren't shot out he's not burned he should be all of these things because that's what happened, and he got shot. He got it the hanger in the face in the first one. He got shot in the eyes in the second one, burned up in the second one, and then in the fourth one, it's like a he's escaping from a ambulance, isn't it? And he's all burned. He's got yep. the bandages, and then gets shot down falls the mine down staff. a mine, yeah, into the water. In it for a year, he's in a coma, and then we the fifth one, and then he's completely fine. Some, somehow wow, his legs are uh, work really well. He doesn't have those newborn uh, deer legs where he can't stand because he's not walked in a year. <laughs> oh, man. Five is bad. 
I, I don't think it's the worst one. We're getting ready to talk about one of the no. worst ones, but I watched it last night and I'm like, you know, if again, if I'm, if you think too hard about all these, then you, then you'll just, you won't like any of them, but yes. uh, I'm, I'm, I used to not like five as much, but watching it last night, I'm like, this isn't bad. There are bad parts, but as a whole, it's not the worst. No, there's some good parts. I mean, all of these have, well, not, not all of them, but <laughs> most of them have really good parts. But um, yeah, so let's, 11 million is what five made. They took a break. We get to number six. Yeah. Uh, number six, uh, the curse of Michael Myers. And I believe it's just called Halloween, the curse of Michael Myers, not six. It is. Uh, 1995 budgets, $5 million. It made $15 million. So they made $10 million Ooh. on the deal. Well, that's um, what happens when you wait a little while. You get the absence of the, of, uh, you know, makes the heart grow fonder, apparently. Or mm-hmm. makes uh, absence makes the mark of thorn, apparently. Uh, so I, we, I need your help on this because I don't fully understand what happens in this movie. It makes little sense. Um, I do want to say uh, Danielle Lloyd, who played Jamie in the previous movies, she had made, like, she basically canvassed for her role. She wanted to be, she wanted to be Jamie again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they said, no, it was this continual back and forth. They kept saying no, blah, blah, blah. And then she had to divorce her parents so she could play this role. Um, a lot of court case, blah, blah, blah. She gets the role and then finds out she's getting killed within the first 10 minutes. <laughs> so she's like, well, fuck that. Yeah. So they hire somebody else. And they have her play Jamie for six minutes. And then this new Jamie is, uh, you know, blonde, right? I think she's um, a brunette. It's it's so dark and the cinematography is so terrible. I can't even tell. It's all in the rain. It's like, it's it's almost like you're not supposed to know who the fuck this character is. Yeah. Um, and then she's pregnant. You got Michael stalking her. She escapes the loony bin, I think. And then, uh, is that what we say now? Can we still say Looney Bin? Uh, that or, um, I, I br- believe the preferred nomenclature is Nut House. Nut House, perfect. <laughs> uh, so she escapes the Looney Nut House, and uh, she f- goes to a fucking farm or something like that, and then gets killed. But the baby got dropped off at like a at a bus station. A, a lot. The, there's station. a lot of parallels between. Her baby and my birth. <laughs> I feel like there's a Nickelback song about that. Uh, she she um, leaves the this newborn in a cabinet in the bus station, and somehow it it doesn't cry the whole night, and yep. then is found and, by uh, Paul Rudd, aka Tommy not, Doyle. None other than Paul Rudd, Tommy Doyle, <laughs> Tommy Doyle from the first movie. So the, yeah, he was getting babysat having Donald Pleasance to who was a main character throughout the whole thing. And then now he's in this movie as well, but not a main character died before filming was completed. I'm pretty sure. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Or died before it was released. Maybe that was it. Yes. Yep. So, uh, you know, Jamie gets killed off. Um, but in the producer's cut, she lives the attack. She gets taken to the hospital She's hooked up to machines and shit, and then she gets killed by, I'm pretty sure, the man in black. 
Yeah, so uh, that or like a henchman of his. Yeah. Um, and that's where so, it gets weird because there are two different cuts of this movie. There's the producer's cut, which I prefer, versus yeah. uh, the the theatrical one. But they're both bad. Uh, yes. <laughs> I wish there was some way to put them both together. Uh, and, oh God, it's so fucking frustrating. But yeah, so that that's pretty much all I remember. I only really remember the beginning of this movie because that's the part that I've seen so many times in both cuts. Before you turned it off? It. <laughs> yes. Well, he, uh, he, it says, uh, Michael is driven by the curse of Thorn, which forces a person to kill their entire family in order to save all civilization. So apparently now he's a hero. Uh, the mysterious stranger is revealed to be Dr. Loomis's colleague, Dr. Wynn, who is part of a yep. group of people who pr- uh, protect the chosen individual so that they may complete their task with the help of Kara Strode, uh, Lori's adoptive cousin. So not even real family. Wow. Tommy uh, wow. Tommy keeps the infant from Michael, who slaughters Wynn and his followers. Michael is finally subdued by Tommy, who injects uh, him with large quantities of tranquilizer. It, to me, it just looks like green ooze and a syringe yep. uh, inside Smith's Grove Sanitarium. The film ends with Michael's mask laying on the floor of the lab room and Loomis uh, screaming in the background. That's the producer's cut, right? I think that's the theatrical one because of the producer's cut. Michael is controlled by rune stones. And uh, if you remember, Tommy Doyle lays out the rune stones across the hallway and then somehow Michael can't cross them. Mm. And then the curse of Thorn is passed from Dr. Wynn to Dr. Loomis. So now he's the leader of the cult. And then we find uh, Dr. Wynn or no, Michael laying on the floor. And it turns out Michael switched clothes with Dr. Wynn and is now leaving the sanitarium as the man in black to escape. Man, I really thought that was the director's cut or the uh, the producer's cut because what I feel like what I just watched was not just but maybe a year ago. Yeah, it was like my uh, Loomis getting the curse or whatever. Yeah, and maybe it happens at both. Either way, it doesn't make much sense regardless. No, it's just it's a half dash. Is that a phrase? It's a whatever. It's a (laughs) quick. How do we make money now? Yeah. Uh, throw everything at the screen. Let's see what sticks. And it's fucking stupid. And the Halloweenies were going on about how great this one was. And I'm like, who boy, I do not agree with anything. That you no. Say. And I th- I think they uh, realized it was bad, but then they were like trying to find good in it. But then I'm like, I disagree with all of this. Yeah. Th- these aren't good things about the movie, though. You know, they're not. No. I mean, if you look at every franchise where they have taken a break, I think one of the best examples is the James Bond franchise where mm-hmm. I, and I will, okay. So license to kill came out in 1989. That's with Timothy Dalton. It's a darker tone. It's the first one that's rated PG 13. It's about the drug war that was going on. Um, I really like that movie. A lot of people don't because it's, so, you know, it's so um, it's much harder, harder edged. Mm-hmm. And people give Timothy Dalton shit all the time. I think he's a great James Bond. Don't have a problem with him at all. They took six years off. So 89 and then 95. That was when the next one came out because they were going through court cases and battling and all that stuff. And then finding out who 
had the rights. And I think that's what happened with this one too, with Halloween, because I'm pretty sure that dimension took it over. Um, and then that, so dimension had the next ones that were released, but if we're going with the James Bond franchise, you go from 89 to 95, you go from license to kill, which I really enjoy to Goldeneye with Pierce Brosnan, which I think is one of the best James Bond movies. And it's a restarting of the franchise. Mm-hmm. It is so fucking good. And it's also using those same tropes, but in a, a new inventive way, it's really, really great. And Halloween <laughs> curse of Michael Myers is none of those things. <laughs> You uh, had so much time to make a good product, and you didn't. It's just a lot of people that don't fucking care, and I think that's why franchises fail. Well, and and at that, like, the, the, you had Loomis, who's still around, but you know, kind of not really. And then you've got yeah, I I do like if they introduce Tommy Doyle. Now he's like this conspiracy theorist guy, listening to overnight talk radio like it's coast to coast yeah. AM. I do I like that character. At least that could have been something familiar to reintroduce to the series. Uh, then yeah. we've got the adoptive cousin who uh, they're living in the old Myers house because I don't who knows why. One of my favorite Tear it down, man. Yeah, one of my why is it still there? Yeah, and also how are you still selling the mask after you know? <laughs> oh yeah, after how all many these years, have been brutally murdered in this town. Yeah, that's. I, I mean, if you if go ahead. I don't know. I I guess there's not really like a famous mask in real life that somebody's used. That's like if they make like that John Wayne Gacy clown mask that you could buy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then they're living in in the old Myers house, and one of my favorite and most hated characters is the dad, just a complete yep. asshole. You can't wait for him to die, and eventually he does. But it, the guy is does such a good job at playing this character that I'm like. Fuck this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, job well done. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was a really good job. And I do like that they returned to Smith's Grove where he was there for 15 years. Could have been a great setting, but then it just ended up being what it was. And I forgot to mention, we both did, that there's some – and one of the cuts, I think it's the producer's cut, there's some kind of incest angle too. Oh, I don't even remember this. Who's he Who's he back? Wait, My, doesn't Michael, he impregnate Jamie? Michael Myers is supposed to, yeah, something where Michael Myers is supposed to pass the the evil or the bloodline on, and so now they've got Michael Myers banging somebody. Mm-hmm. And and I'm pretty sure that's my understanding of it because none of this makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just that that incest angle, and you're like, come on, man, like. Now, now well, he just bangs no, people. <laughs> yeah, there's just no point to it. I mean, it's just it's it's so gross. It's so ah oh, man. It's like you know what you know what I think the the downfall of Curse of Michael Myers is uh, Twin Peaks and X Files. Okay, I think those were super influential in a lot of these types of movies back in the early '90s, early to mid '90s, mm-hmm. and I think that those seeped into this where it's like, we got to make it crazy and outlandish. Don't reel it in. Let it go all the way ball to the wall. But then the problem you're running when you're doing that is you have a bunch of people that don't know what the fuck to do with it. So they make a piece of shit product. Yeah. So when you have X files, it's, it's good. 
when you have Twin Peaks, you have David Lynch. He knows what he's doing. So when you have a thing like this, it's like that is not Halloween at all. So to me, six doesn't even feel like it fits into the franchise. No, it's it's kind of it could have been its own movie. And I guess if you're going to make it another franchise movie, regardless of the character, I guess a good exercise would be to take out all the, the characters that you would know, change change their names and everything and realize, is this a good movie without it yeah. being Jason Voorhees? Is it? A good movie without being yep. Freddy Krueger, and if it is, then you know, I don't know. I don't know. Do you make it a standalone movie, or do you add it to the franchise? Who knows? Exactly. Uh, we've talked a lot about a shitty movie, so <laughs> like the, probably the most. Uh, so we we can move on to Halloween H two O. So uh, Michael, uh, the Curse of Michael Myers was ninety five, and then we get to ninety eight Halloween H two O, and this is where you can get your choose your own story because you could go one two H two O. You could do one through six. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, boy. Yeah, so you said you already liked Halloween H2O. Budget was $17 million. It made $55 million. Goddamn right it did. And I, th- you know, I uh, think a lot of that is the return of uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. 100%. No, I mean, and also it's uh, from the writer of Scream, right? So yes. that was used in marketing and, uh, you know, advertising. And I, I genuinely think this movie's great. I, I, this, this one's another one that I recently rewatched and I still, I think it holds up. I mean, the one thing that you can probably say is like the dialogue is super, you know, nineties and schmaltzy mm-hmm. and it's like, Oh geez. But at the same time, I mean, like, what do you expect? You know? It's, yeah. It's, you can't look at the rest of the franchise and be like, oh my God, all of these are way better than this movie that sounds like kids talking today. You know? Mm-hmm. It's, oh God. It's got and Josh, I mean, Josh Hartnett or whatever Josh his name Hartnett. is. Um, no Loomis, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got his Lori. His face is in it. Yes. His, uh, yeah, they find his notes or something in like a nurse's house. One of yeah, the it was his his nurse, uh, or no? She's the nurse from. So they were colleagues. She was the nurse from the one, first one, right? Yeah, where they were in the car. And, and towards the end, I think she was like taking care of him or something like that. Okay, um, because he does he does live this the, through the sixth one, right? So yes, she's his nurse basically. I think that's what it is. But then he dies of old age. And then once he dies, Michael comes, finds out that Lori is still alive um, because she faked her death. And then 20 years later, that's when he comes to take revenge. Cause he finds out about this perfect timing, by the way. <laughs> um, and then she has moved to California. So already you're changing the setting, you're raising the stakes and you're also introducing a character we haven't seen in a long time who is going through alcoholism, depression, dealing with her child. Uh, it, it's, it's fascinating. Uh, and that you've also, you've got her son, which is an added, you know, continuing the, I guess the yep. bloodline. Um, mm-hmm. and also how, at, if 20 years later, if you're that paranoid, how do you just not take a vacation on Halloween? How do you not yeah. get a plane ticket and just go somewhere? That's not where you live. Just go to, I mean, it's like it follows where it's like, we got to run away. Yeah. But it follows. 
and yes, it's, that's my one of my other favorite movies. And it's also like it's not also that it's just following you, but it, you know on the calendar when it's coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just get in a plane, and <laughs> Michael's not going to get in a plane. Yeah, yeah. Well, like the, in a mafia movie, they'll change cars three times. Yeah, just find somewhere else. That's not where you normally live. Um, but movie's got a movie. That's true. The, and also the setting is some kind of boarding school, and she's the, the president of it, and her secretary is her mom. Um, yep. What's her face? Something Lee uh, from Psycho. Jan- Janet Lee. Jan- Janet Lee from, from Psycho. Psycho. Yeah. And you've got the Psycho car in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, I li- And, you know, you get the twist in the movie where now she's going to chase after Michael, and you get that scene where they're face-to-face through the door. Um, yeah. I think that's a great scene. Um, I don't know. I like this movie a lot. It's, it's so tense. It's so, it's, to me, it's the best in the vein of the first one sequel. I mean, it is obviously more violent, but at the same time, it has that tension that's been missing the entire series. Mm -hmm. It has that like, Jesus Christ, this is, this is crazy, you know? I, I really like it. And with, like, the scene in the bathroom where he steals the car, any any mm-hmm. other movie that would have been him, you know, killing the mom at least to get the car, but all he did was take the car keys. Yes. Like, Michael yep. Myers is going to... He'll kill you if he needs to, but he's also just going to take what he needs. It's such a return to form. I I love... I really like H2O a lot. And I think it's it's people handling it that, you know, knew what they were doing. Uh, I do know that John Carpenter was supposed to direct it, but they weren't going to pay him enough money. Um, and Jamie Lee Curtis only signed on because he was going to sign on and that she wanted this to be the last one. Those are yeah. the only reasons that she signed on. Which, I mean, in and, and ways it could have been the last one. The, it has the most definitive end to mm-hmm. a Halloween movie, I think. I'd have to think about him and break him down, but uh, he gets his head cut off. It's To me, dude, That's for me, that's the end of the franchise. That's the best last shot you're going to fucking get. The last shot is his head, and then her just standing there with the axe and just, like, exhaling, and you get the, the music swell, and you're like, this is perfect. This is the... Ex- I mean, it's sad that this iconic character is dead, but this other iconic character fucking lived. Mm-hmm. It's so perfect. It's the perfect bookend <clears throat> to the whole thing. Love it. I'm I'm glad that they would never make another one after this. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. Right, this is the one I'm not ready to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just I don't know. I was I remember watching H2O, and then I remember Halloween Resurrection coming out, and just being a mm-hmm. I was a kid. You know, and and in two thousand two, I was born in eighty nine. Even I was like, "Didn't he die?" Like, yeah. How was how was there more? Um, I do. If if we're giving credit to anything, and Halloween Resurrection came out in two thousand two, budget of thirteen million dollars, and it made thirty seven million dollars. Uh, which was it was four years after Halloween H two O. I do. Ugh. If they're gonna rec- retcon or whatever, I do like how they had the. Michael Myers crushed the ambulance driver's larynx or whatever. I don't hate that. I mean, if that's what you're going to do, 
to if, like like I've said a thousand times already. If if you have this little thing that you have to break to make the movie happen, I get it. I'll give you that. But you can't also keep saying the entire franchise leading up to this point. He just wants to kill his sister. That's the only reason he's doing this. He wants to kill his bloodline. His bloodline's fucking dead now. Yeah. Right. The end. The the movie begins with him killing Lori, and the re. And I will go uh, behind the scenes. The reason that she wanted that to happen was because she's like, I'm not doing this movie unless this happens because I, my character is fucking dead. I'm fucking done with it. Because in the contract there was a clause that this like H2O is not the last movie. You ha- you are signed on for another movie, and she didn't realize that that was part of the clause. So she's uh. like, fucking kill me, fucking kill me. I'm not doing it unless you fucking kill me. So they killed her. Yeah. And the problem I have with this movie is like that, that all whatever, fine. I get because I know the behind the scenes of it. Sure. Then he goes back to the house and is living there. For fucking what? Why? Yeah. He has no <laughs> also, fucking. Ugh. Also how? Yeah. Again, like in part six, how, how was the house still standing? I know enough yeah. about people that want to make money that that would have been torn down or something, you know, because it's vacant, yep. I think, in the movie. Um, and also, I, I'd have to rewatch Resurrection, but I don't want to put myself don't. through it. Uh, but d- doesn't Lori have a son? If that's a sequel to Halloween H2O, doesn't yeah. she have a son? And why why is he not the next target? That's, I mean, yeah, her family lines, I, you know, I misspoke, but he it's not dead. He's still very alive. Yeah. So why is he not? But you know why? Because Josh Hartnett didn't want to do this fucking movie. He was, he's like, I'm going to do Hollywood Hollywood Homicide. I'm not going to do this movie. Are you kidding? Yeah. So well, At that point, it, then recast him. I don't know, but mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't remember why, you know, if it, we say he also died off screen. I don't know. Um, no, they don't even mention him. It's, it's bizarre, and it's so weird that the, the first 20 minutes she's dead – and this, you know, this movie has been since 1978. She's not been all of yep. them, but it's hard as a viewer to separate that she's been a constant in the franchise. Yeah, it's just, to kill off her character is the dumbest. Just don't do the movie then. Yeah, just don't don't do the movie. But they're like, well, we like money a lot, so we're going to do the movie. It's like, <laughs> okay, well then, I guess you're killing her. Like, I, there's no middle ground of like. Here, I'll tell you what. I know you don't want to do this movie, but we're going to figure out a way to make this work, okay? Um, you know, maybe this... Uh, uh, you know what? You're right. We shouldn't do this movie. <laughs> That's all you have to do. Yeah. But they're so dedicated to making that money, which you could have fucking rebooted it. You could have not made Halloween Resurrection. You could have waited another 10 years, waited for like, oh, there's a groundswell of these reboots happening. Well, maybe we'll do that. I feel like Casino Royale was a one, like an, another one that did that, where it went back to the beginning with Daniel Craig and the James Bond franchise. So that was two thousand. Oh fuck, what was that? Two thousand. Casino Royale, I think. I'm I think it was two thousand five or six. Uh, two thousand six. Yes, two thousand six. So that was then, and it's like if you would have waited fucking four years, you could have rebooted the franchise, given a new thing, and then done that. But no, you wanted to go immediately with it and make Jamie Lee Curtis a laughing stock in the first ten minutes. 
Uh, but but uh, do you not want to make twenty four million dollars off the deal? I mean, that's all it's about, dude. And the cast is shit. It's so bad. I hate that movie. You get the best it, line out of the whole franchise from Buster Rhymes: "Trick or treat, motherfucker." It, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so that's got to that's got to be a gift right there. Trick or treat, motherfucker. Um, the the company that he runs that's putting on this reality show set in the old Myers house is called Dangertainment. Uh, I we also get Tyra Banks. I don't remember what she does. I think she's kind of runs the control board. Maybe we do get Buster Rhymes walking around as Michael Myers in the house. Um, <laughs> it's so, oh my god! As much as I hate some of the other parts of the other movies, I I hate this movie as a whole. I could, yeah. I mean, it's for the worst in the franchise, it's this or six. It's this. It's this, man. Because at least six, they were trying. Some Someone had to have been trying. Paul Rudd's in it. This one, it's so, oh, it's so unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, we, we don't have to talk about this any longer. Uh, we have Halloween. I don't, I'll tell you this. I don't own that. I don't own Halloween Resurrection. I think I own it because it's in the box set of the, mm, okay. the DVDs. But if, if I saw it, I'd probably buy it just to re, I would have bought it to rewatch it and then realize that I should have left it at FYE. Uh, <laughs> uh, we've, we've got reboots. We've got Halloween, Rob Zombie and Halloween two. um, I beside I think the Rob Zombie first one is good. There's a rape scene in it, which I just feel like is not necessary. I don't know. It's already who who gets raped in it. Oh, there's a there's a, uh, a new and a new. Um, I was gonna say inmate, but patient at the hospital, and the the new the janitor and his cousin are gonna go uh, rape her in Michael Myers' room, and that's how he gets loose. See now. Here's the deal. I saw this in theaters, and that scene is not in the theatrical theater cut. Okay, so maybe... That scene is only in the unrated, Yeah, and they they do this once in a while, where even if you get the theatrical cut on the DVD or the Blu-ray, it's not the same that they showed in the theater. I mm-hmm. don't fucking know why, but that same thing happened with Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. If you watch the theatrical version on DVD or you get the unrated on DVD, there's a scene that's missing from it where he, like, as a kid, Ricky Bobby takes the car uh, of his, his mom's car or whatever and then drives it down the street or whatever. And that's not in that. But I remember that scene being in the movie in the theater. At first, I now, thought you were going to say Ricky Bobby raped a girl in Smith's Grove. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I should have. If you don't hilarious. come first, you come last. See, I, oh geez, that's not true. You could come second. Well, you could come third. Uh, Hell, you could even come fourth. All right. Oh, what a uh, yeah! That was my fault. I don't for, know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> go ahead. Oh, that's so funny. I don't know if it's like a, a Mandela effect kind of thing, but I know for a fact the only time, like, my friend was watching the Halloween um, uncut. My buddy Kevin, which we also have a podcast, the Carrot Podcast, but uh, I'm awful at pimping shit. <laughs> you should be. But he was watching. He was watching the unrated Halloween, and I came to his house, uh, 
and when I walked downstairs, like that that scene was on. I'm like, what are you watching? He's like, it's Halloween. It's the unrated version. I'm like, oh, this wasn't in the theatrical cut. That's weird. Yeah. Um, it's like a completely different breakout scene that's in the theatrical than it is in the unrated. So you're like, what was the point of doing this? Yeah, that's I the just, thing. Is like even like not even a, in a Rob Zombie movie, but just movies in general where. Like murder, killing is one thing it, that now we're so desensitized to it. It's whatever, but I'm like, is, yeah. is the is the movie about this one rape? Is yeah, it important no... to the storyline? I mean, the only thing I can see is like making him a more sympathetic character, where they're like, but that, but even then, they're not because he doesn't care about the rape. He cares about his fucking masks getting touched. Like, yeah, like my ass. Are you kidding me? This movie is shit. And, and then he drowns I, Danny Trejo in the mop water, even though he was, yeah. I was good to you, Mikey. I was good to you, Mikey. Haunts <laughs> my dreams. Uh, besides that scene, I don't think it's a terrible movie. I think he did some new stuff with the character. You can argue mm-hmm. that having him have some white trash family takes away which i do believe it takes away from the character of him just being some kind of creepy stalker character killer now he has a motivation but he did something different i don't hate it i i feel the same way about this movie as every other rob zombie movie is that the a movie could just be summed up by saying fuck you you fucking fuck There's (laughs) There's <laughs> so much swearing in it, and I, I don't mind swearing, but I'm also like, who says this? Who talks like this? No. See, and people, I mean, you know, you got the the funny people that are like, oh, that's a lot of swearing. No one talks like that. But then, I, I'm not even talking about you. I'm just talking about, like, people online or whatever, or mm-hmm. even the Halloweenies that were talking about this. But then they also will criticize Halloween H2O for the dialogue in that movie. And I'm like... Yeah, it, it, I mean, no one talks like either of these things. These yeah. are both movies. So I don't know why one would be okay and then one is not. Well, the thing, you know? I, I much rather tolerate how they speak in H2O versus swearing. We're like, if you say fuck so much, then it just has no meaning, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'd rather listen to the banter between these, you know, 17-year-old, 18-year-old kids versus I will come over there and skull fuck you. <laughs> It's that funny. Yeah. Yeah. The guy in the wheelchair that can't funny. walk is is going to murder somebody, take their eyeball out and make love to the socket. And by, and I, yeah. I use that term make love very loosely. <laughs> like, yeah. It's make, it's make fuck. I'm going to make yeah. fuck to your eye. <laughs> it's like if somebody said, oh, I'm going to eat your soul. That means nothing to anybody, you know? Yeah, literally. Um, I, I don't hate this movie. There are parts to it I like. I uh, I think Tyler Maine as uh, um, Michael Myers could be one of the scarier portrayals because he's just so fucking big. Mm-hmm. He's just huge. Um, I don't know. Then Halloween two, yeah, I will I will leave that. I don't need that either. Well, for me, Halloween. I think. I mean, it does take away the scary factor where you're giving now a backstory, and I. That's the thing that I don't like about it, and I think the whole movie hinges on that because you have, what, 50, 55, an hour minutes of an hour minutes, however <laughs> long, of setting up this character 
of the child who is Dag Farch, by the way. This was like Dutch kid or something. Okay. Um, you know, and then grows up to be Tyler Maine, which is like a little unbelievable. But um, it, it's also this thing where you're setting up this character. You have Loomis played by Malcolm McDowell, who is just a fucking piece of shit the yeah. entire movie. There's no redeeming quality. Uh, He's kind of like a close, like a Dr. Phil or Dr. Drew yeah. kind of like celebrity doctor. Yes. Not that and I even like, think Dr. Phil's a piece of shit. Maybe he is, but just kind of right doing the doctor work so he could write the book to make the money. Yes. So, so there's, there's that, but it, it's, it's taking the, the fear and the sting out of it. And uh, Tyler Maine being so big to me as, as Michael is just, it makes the whole movie just hopeless. Like it takes on that, um, that Jason Voorhees hulking, you know, menacing, at least Freddy Krueger, they try to be funny. There's some levity to it. But mm-hmm. if you make Michael Myers such a towering figure, it's just a completely hopeless movie. So all you're watching is people about to get killed. Like it's it's so loud and in your face and brash that it's like that. But that's just what Rob Zombie does. That's all of his movies. They're all like that. So, I, I you know I don't really respect him as a director because it's there's it's a fucking one note kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like once again, if you took Michael Myers out of this movie, you took you know Laurie Strode out of this movie, you took all these things out. What are you left with? You're left with. Is it a good movie? Uh, no. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. And then you put him back in and now you have this. And then also, uh, they're also going with the idea that Lori is his sister mm-hmm. and they're telling you fucking immediately, like the, the baby in the house or whatever. Like he, he has this like relationship with the baby. Like it's the only one that understands him and shit like that. He's, he's killing animals the whole time. And you're like, Oh, so he's going to grow up to be a serial killer. Oh, yeah. I get it. Like, it's so fucking... It, there's no subtlety to it. And it, it, for me, that's not uh, what I like in movies. I mean, I respect him for trying to do something different, but if I say that, I also have to respect Sticks for trying something different. <laughs> I I mean, he could have just remade it, but at that point, what's the, you know, what's the point? Yeah, um, what's the point? He should have done Season of the Witch. Th- yeah, well then, he was directed two, and I think what the... The thing was, is hey, they were like, "Hey, we're gonna do this movie, whether you want to do it or not." And he yeah. was like, "Fine, I'll do it." Um, yep. The, I guess the only redeeming quality to me is the the very first scene in Halloween two when he's stalking her in the hospital. Um, yeah, I like that. And we also forgot to mention that we get the return of Daniel Harris as I think yes one of Laurie's friends. Um. I like uh, the sheriff. Um, what's his face? Who was Chucky? Brad Dorif. Brad Dorif. I like him. Plays um, uh, plays Bracket. Sheriff Bracket. Yeah. His daughter Annie. That's Daniel Harris. That's yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't hate one. I don't like two. But I, dude, I'll be honest. I have not seen two in the longest time. I don't remember it at all. I think I watched the unrated cut. Don't remember a fucking second of it. Uh, Michael Myers is somehow he's making his way back to somewhere I th- to to Haddonfield, I guess. I don't rem- remember how he got somewhere else, but he's being led by the ghost of his mom. 
on like a white Fuck. horse who who is Sherry Moon Zombie, which I don't think she's not a bad actor, but it's now she's in everything that Rob Zombie does, you know. Um, yeah. And at the the very end, when Loomis actually is, you know tries to do some good, we get Michael Myers speaking. He says, I think he says, "Die," and you know Tyler Maine looking like a some kind of Viking. You see his face. I don't know, just not not my favorite. Okay, let me. So with that, let me go back to the first Halloween remake. Um, Loomis turns into a good guy miraculously. Mm-hmm. Um, gets his head squeezed. You're like, oh, he's done for sure. And then uh, Laurie shoots Michael in the face at the end of the first one. Yes. So I think the second one picks up from that moment where she's like in a squad car and then he goes in an ambulance or something. Maybe that's how he gets far away and that's, tries to come back. He comes, and Loomis yeah. is still he, alive. He comes alive in the uh, the morgue van. And yeah. of course, we've got one of the the ambulance drivers is talking about how hot one of the uh, girls' corpses look because that's what you do. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, oh, it's, it's, there's always like it, every once in a while you get that creepy guy in a movie he has no respect for the dead, like the guy in like I think it was uh, Friday the Thirteenth, the final chapter, part four, where he just like puts a sandwich on somebody's dead body. <laughs> And you're like, oh, yeah, I come remember on. that. I, I guess that makes you more like nobody people want to see you die or whatever. But um, he yeah, he comes back in the in the morgue van. And that's now he's got to make the journey back to Haddonfield on foot. Which is what? Fucking 10 minutes away. I mean, come on now. Uh, it's about uh, 97 minutes, however long the movie was. Uh, but, <laughs> so, oh, I mean, God. And then we can do you want to talk about Halloween 2018? Well, how much? Okay, so how much money did Halloween, the Rob Zombie one, make, and then the sequel? Uh, the first one, two thousand seven, was a budget of fifteen million dollars. It made eighty million dollars. Halloween okay. two was two thousand nine, so two years later, uh, fifteen million dollar budget, and then it made thirty nine million dollars. So they're still making that, pretty good money. It went from eighty million to thirty nine million. Yeah. So big drop off. Mm-hmm. Um, half the money it's still money but man I mean so 2007 and 2009 yeah so those those were those were prime reboot years so we yeah. were everything was getting rebooted they rebooted Halloween um, where are we with the Friday the 13th franchise I'm going to Google in it Two, right now uh, I think 2009 Jason was X. The, 2009 was the Friday the 13th reboot yeah, which I will I will defend this to the death. I think that one is fucking great. I do too. I really really like that remake. I think it is. It's one through. You're taking elements of one through four. You're putting them all together, and I gladly would welcome a sequel to that franchise. But they're not going to do it. Yeah, court cases. So, and then I believe yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street was 2010. Yeah, that one was 2010. But I think that they did Freddy versus Jason in 2003. Okay. So that was, you know, them coming together. But then that made a shit ton of money. But then they just didn't do anything with them until 2009, 2010. And I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre was 2004. That might have been the number one reboot, wasn't it? Or the first one? Uh, I'm Googling it right now. Reboot. 
uh, came out. Uh, I don't know. I'm not seeing the number. I'll, I didn't type Texas it in right, Chains. apparently. Well, it's also, there's a thousand Texas Chainsaw Massacre That's true. sequels and reboots. I'm, I'm gonna, pretty sure it was either 2003 or 2004. That's the, you're talking about the one with R. Lee Ermey, right? Yeah. That was in 2003. Like three of them. Okay. I think the first one was 2003 with Jessica yep, Biel. Yes. Yes. So that's like the first reboot. But it's just so interesting to see all these things like the ebb and flow. So that was, that was one year after Halloween Resurrection. So Halloween Resurrection was 2002. If they would have just waited one more year and been like, we don't have to we can just do a new thing. We don't mm-hmm. have to make Halloween resurrection. So if they would have rebooted back then, then they wouldn't have had the zombie movies. And then we might not even be on to the movie that we're about to talk about now. Yeah. So 2007, 2009, and then you wait, you know, roughly, what is that? Seven years until 2018's Halloween. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't even was it? do research for 2018, but I got to look up the budget and stuff now. Uh, the budget was ten million dollars, which was five million mm-hmm. less than Rob Zombie's first one, and it made two hundred and fifty-five million dollars. That is so much money. So what do they do? They green light two sequels: Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. Halloween Kills Fuck. is a f- a f- okay title, but Halloween Ends. You're like, come on, man. You know it won't. Yeah, of course. Ugh. But also, I love I love this franchise. Just don't make Halloween Resurrection, and I'll see it. That's the thing is, I'm gonna go see it yeah. anyway. That that's that's who they're making movies for is me. <laughs> yeah, they really need to recognize that that they're making them for the fans, and I think that the general consensus is that the fans really liked the new Halloween movie. Uh, I mean, and I I'm... can tell you, I like it. I I think it's it's kind of unnecessary, but. If mm-hmm. if you're going to do it, I thought it was done well. Yeah. I have to give it that. I think I think that it captures the spirit of the original, but it also captures too much of that Rob Zombie shit where it's like it's over the top violence, the camera shakes a lot because it's like look how intense this scene is. Mm-hmm. And then they try and inject a lot of humor into it because it's uh Seth Rogen and um Danny McBride Adam Oh, Danny McBride and uh, the other guy. David Gord Green and Jeff uh, Fradley, yeah. who I, I don't know Jeff Fradley, but I know David Gordon Green and Danny McBride. Yes. So um, that, that's the thing, too, is like you're injecting humor into it and you're like, this isn't fucking funny. Yeah, it was it was almost it's kind of like it chapter two where I was like, this is too funny, you know, for a horror movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the brutality of it, you get Michael killing a kid. You get Michael yep. seemingly killing people for no reason, but I th- also I think if you just attribute to he's been locked up for forty years, maybe so he's practicing. Daddy's been pent up for too long, and he needs to let some steam out. But here's my here's my number one problem with Halloween 2018. So they pick it up from Halloween 1978, right? There's been no, yeah. nothing between then. He, he got shot, fell out of that window, got up, walked around the block, got arrested. That's mm-hmm. the story they're going with. Yes. There's no Lori in the house or hospital. There's no Lori, um, having to deal with being her brother. There's none of that. None. Yep. Of, there's no yep. connection whatsoever. Then 
He gets out because this guy orchestrates it for him to get out, right? Dr. Sartain, the new uh, Dr. Loomis. Yes, or so we're led to believe. Mm -hmm. So he orchestrates the bus thing. It's the same fucking escape from the first movie. He gets out. um, And then Lori has not left Haddonfield since the events of the first one. She has fortified her house out of fear she is a weak fucking character. She is an alcoholic, but not the one that's trying to deal with her problems. She's just trying to mask them. Um, so you had the exact same character in H2O that actually moved on with her life. She had a son. Um, things were good. She was still paranoid, and it, you know, but it's, she's still dealing with it. This one is fucking bananas to the wall. And I, I hate the direction that they took Lorian. I think she's a weak character. And I, this go, is where, yeah, I, dis, I disagree with. I think she, you know, she's got PTSD. She's gone through two husbands, mm-hmm. lost her kid. Um, I think she's just this is this one attack has consumed her whole life. Um, yeah, and up till when he comes back, she is crazy. Uh, yeah, I. I don't know if they're if they're going to take it somewhere else cuz we've already seen H2O. If you're going to make something then don't make it that. Make it something yeah. else. I'm I'm fine with the way they took the character. Um I'm trying to think of if, if I had problems with that with that character but I don't. I I just think she's suffering from PTSD. But I will say this. I didn't hate the character up until the end of the movie when Michael does come to her place. And I'm like, what is the reasoning for him coming to her place? Yeah, like, I, I if think there, if there the, isn't the brother sister situation, he kill he's he's literally killing at random whenever he wants to. He killed a kid earlier. He didn't kill a baby. He killed a lady who was looking out her window. There's yeah. three victims. Others, oh, you know, it it, it's, it it makes no sense. Um, but that's the movie that is where it's, what it's taking you through. It's fine. But then he gets delivered to Lori's house and starts killing people. I, I think at that point, you know, I think he's going to kill regardless whether it was going to be for Lori. Yeah. You know, but also I, I think in his mind, she's the one that got away. He's had 40 See, years to too. think. Um, I think he was going to kill regardless. If, if you, it's hard to put a, put aside the franchise and realize He's just after her, but Dr. Sartain delivered her so he could quote, see him in the wild. Um, yeah. So it it is, it's contrived. You have to get there to do it. Um, and one of the the things I hate, another cop scene is the cops hanging outside Lori's house and the guy's like eating a brownie. And then the guy's got this sandwich. And I'm, I, to me, that's a very, Danny McBride scene of like Mm -hmm. cutesy language. I'm like, I don't, I hate that. I don't want that. That's exactly what it, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It's just, it's not funny. And especially in this movie, like he fucking, he takes the guy's teeth out and drops them on the floor. And in the same movie, it's just, it's tonally dumb. (laughs) I mean, I hate to tear it apart because it, it did make me like, have that tension that I like so much in H2O, but it also had these moments of just like, this is fucking 
so stupid right now. Why well, is this in this movie? He does uh, stomp Dr. Sartain's head in one squish, which yep. I was uh, – the character is so much more brutal. But again, we're going from 78 to 2019 or whatever, what, 2018. 2018. Um, yeah. I, you got to up the level – uh, I do. There's so many Easter eggs that o- it almost gets in the way of callbacks to other yep. movies. Um, yep. I just love the scene of Michael walking into the garage, grabbing the hammer, essentially going to Mrs. Elrod's house. Uh, yeah. I love that whole scene. It's you know where then he kills in the window. Uh, I just I just love that. I love the camera I like that. tracking. Um. Yeah, the but, one take is great. Uh, I I thought that as far as humor goes, I thought the the black kid getting babysat by I don't what's her face. I thought that was, scene was really funny. The kid's funny, mm-hmm. um, but it is pretty funny. I it's pretty funny. That's that's what I'll say is for a horror movie, it's pretty funny. Yeah, I just the uh, what was I going to say? It was the um oh yeah. So the other thing that I don't like is <laughs> there's nothing that I like. Uh, the other thing that I I'm kidding. There's some things I like, but one other thing is I don't like when people hop into a franchise and they're like, all these other movies are shit, but we're going to reference them all. And you're like, okay, what are you doing that for then? You know, I like I don't like the idea of taking like two never happened and all the way up until this movie, none of that happened, but here's a bunch of really cool things that, we're in those movies. And I'm not even talking like Easter eggs, like the masks from three. I'm talking like legitimate plot lines. Like this was literally in that other movie that we shit on. I, and I don't think that they thought those movies sucked. I think at first they tried to string it along from one to six and they realized Mm -hmm. it was so convoluted that they might as well just start clean from one to Halloween 2018 um, is what yeah. I is what I read. I have a theory is that Lori's going to be his sister in the next one. Yeah, that's the thing. And then it's like I then what was, they already did I, it. I think you know? it will happen. And what will the fucking point have been? Do you think that Michael Myers is going to submit to like twenty three and Me or Ancestry dot com? <laughs> oh and, my god. Or it's vice versa, and she does the the DNA test, and it just comes back with a picture of his face, the mask. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it could be a dream that she has. She could wake up from a dream and be like, <gasps> "He's still out there." And, that's and a, he's dude. That's oh, he's fuck, after me because I'm a quarter uh, Native American as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Michael Myers just walks around calling her Pocahontas the whole time. <laughs> that's right. Um, <laughs> I, I the other uh, scene I did like was the the one in the backyard with the the uh, motion detector light. Yeah, that was good. That I I love any time Michael Myers gets to lurk. Yeah, that was a good example of it. I I, hate I, it. I go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say I do need to watch the movie again. I I really would like to watch all of these, but. Just for me, I don't think anything's going to top H2O. It's so short, it's so concise, the plot is easy, but it's not convoluted, and it's just, it's the, it drives the franchise home. It's like, we gotcha. Mm-hmm. Here's the end. And you're like, fuck, yes, I wanted that. 
that's why I hated the end of this movie where it's just, they kind of watch him burn and then gets out, they leave. And then he's like, obviously not burning. Like, yeah. Well, at, of course at, there's going to be another one. At a certain point, if you waited 40 years and fortified your whole life, not just your house, wouldn't you want to watch him burn? Mm-hmm. No, nope, they just leave. And you're like, you had a gun in your hand. At least shoot him in the head. Yeah. Shoot him, shoot him a bunch before you burn him. Uh, yeah. I, I, that's I, the thing I, I like about H2O is anytime I watch a horror movie, I'm like, just whoever it is, I'm like, just cut their head off. <laughs> yep. 100%. Just, and then she fucking does it. And you're like, God damn. Yes. Finally. Uh, and then the the other thing that I hated, is I hate the dialogue. And to me, it seems very Danny McBride of like between the teenagers, the one kid dresses the devil costume that gets stuck in the backyard. With yeah. The, uh, yep. I hate his character because it's it's very much a Will Ferrell character. Um, it's every kid I went to high school with that watched Anchorman. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so I can't. I just hate that guy. But I don't. I don't know that I'm supposed to hate him. But I'm not sad that he's dead. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like him either. He was just like trying to bang the girl, and he was like using. Oh, and how about her shitty weird boyfriend too? I hated that character, like where he was like flirting with another girl or whatever, and then she he takes her, or wasn't he? Yeah, he was flirting with another girl, and then he was suspicious that she was flirting with some guy. She takes her phone and throws it into some jello or pudding or whatever at the dance. It's punch, You're I like, believe. What the fuck? You know, get, it was yeah, it was something. Uh, Garrett, cheaters cheat, and they're, they're oh, think, they they think they think you're cheating. Yeah, I have heard that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I can't defend that either. Uh, I, but again, just, with all the negative stuff, I really like 2018, but I'm, I'm such a, a sucker and a fan that, you know, I don't get suckered into much, but I'm like, man, I want, I want more of this franchise. I just hope that it's just deliver a good movie. If this is see, and this is what makes me afraid is because every movie that's been a sequel in the franchise save for the second one has ju- has used the starting point of we're going to nick something that just happened and you're welcome. Mm-hmm. The, and it's one, two and three are just a one, two, three punch. And then four is like, just kidding. Loomis didn't burn up and Michael's still alive. And then, fi- you know, we, we went through the whole thing on the episode. Um, if we, if we get something in this one where it's just like, just kidding, this one's still alive or, just kidding. This is how we keep it rolling. It's, it's, I mean, I'm going to fucking lose my mind. I well, just can't stop making movies if you have to. Also in Halloween kills, I've, you know, I try, I tried not to watch any trailers or anything of the mo- of movies I want to see, but I've seen yeah, like pictures, uh, you know, of the set and maybe it's to throw you off. I, I can't, I, I'm speculating on something I don't know anything about. But I know they go to Haddonfield General Hospital, whatever it is. It's they're going to be in the hospital for part of the next one. For fucking what? I don't know. That's the thing. I know Tommy uh, Doyle. I know Tommy Doyle. I think is in the next one too, because they they God did approach it, Paul Rudd, but he uh, I don't I think he was busy uh, being in Clueless too. I don't know what he's doing, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's busy in Ant Man uh, forever making a billion dollars. But, uh, again, that, that's my only thing is I'm like, man, I, uh, I just hope it's not a 
another one, but again, I'm going to see it and I'll probably still like it. That's the thing. Yeah, I'll see it for sure. But uh, any other thoughts on the franchise as a whole? No, not really. I mean, it. I keep saying this, but, you know, I mean, just make a good movie. Yeah. It's like, there's so many good movies out there that are like really good original horror movies. And I think that um, Ari Aster is a great example. Hereditary and Midsummer. that's a one-two punch right there. I mean, yep. those are so original, but you're also using ideas from, you know, mythical history and ghosts and weird pagan ritual it's it's you're taking all this stuff and and injecting it into a movie and you're not having to build a uh world around it and i mm-hmm. think that if we i i wonder if film would be at a better place if we just didn't make halloween 2 through all of them i mean i don't know man same it's... with friday the 13th and same with nightmare on elm street it's so crazy to think about it's in our culture and day and age it's so easy to tread on something we've already been to because how many times do you set out to watch a new movie and end up watching the same episode of the simpsons you've seen 10 times or whatever it's yeah it's easily but you can bank on it because now nostalgia is just so all you all you have to do is just make it not suck and we'll, we'll be like that's great that is true Maybe um, I, I think that's the reason I'm just watching movies with a with an, a keen eye where I'm just like, no, oh, that fucking sucks. Yeah. But then again, I like Bad Boys for Life and I like Men in Black International. Like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Everyone hated that movie. And I'm like, this isn't as bad as you guys are saying. Yeah. I don't know. It, it Everything sucks and everything's great, apparently. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Those are the only two options. Um, I will say in the grand scheme of things that the... Uh, out of the top 10 uh, horror movie franchise, Halloween uh, says 10 films. This is, I didn't count them up. I'm going to, I'm just taking this as truth. The total U.S. box office uh, out of the top 10, this ranked number 10. Uh, it made $308 uh, million and adjusted for inflation. It's uh, $664 million. And the highest grossing one was uh, Halloween 1978. And I believe that's adjusted for inflation. That makes sense. I think it's 11 films. Maybe. Yeah. Again, so, this is from 2019. I tried to find the most current version of this list. Uh, nope. This is the old one. Uh, I'm, okay, I'm dead yeah. wrong. That I put the link in my notes and then I clicked on the other one. Um, shit. Either way, it's the, those numbers are wrong. It's a lot. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, because there's, there's 11 because uh, – you know, set, uh, H2O is seven, Resurrection's eight. That's true. The okay. Two zombie movies are nine and ten, and then uh, 11 is 2018. That's right. Yeah. So, in the grand scheme of things, Alien has beaten out this. Friday the 13th has beaten out as far as money wise. Um, uh, the Exorcist, which I had no idea there was a four and five Exorcist, I thought there was just the three. Um, oh, there's no, there's three, and then. Okay, so technically four is uh, Exorcist: The Beginning. That's the prequel, okay. and that's the one that got released. Um, and then after that one bombed, they're like, "Well, we have this other one that we were filming, so let's release that and say it's uh, another one, kind of." So it's that's it, that one's Dominion, um, the Exorcist prequel, I believe that's the actual title of it. Mm-hmm. But um, that one is what they were filming, and then 
abandoned that project and then they started filming the other one. So it's the exact same movie, some subtle changes, but those are counted as two separate movies. Okay. It's really fucking weird. Like um, the same actor is in both of them. It's got to be weird, uh, I mean, especially for like somebody like Jamie Lee Curtis to be playing the same character who's already died, but not is but is not dead in this one. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's exactly what happened. Um, um, yeah, it's the same same act. So I'm holding it right now. But uh, some different actors, but the main guy is Stellan Skarsgård. Um, Paul Schrader started directing the first one. I think they finished it, but like they just didn't release it. And then they reshot it with Stellan Skarsgård and then Rennie Harlan directed the other one. Yeah. But they released both of them. So I own both of those. They were a dollar. <laughs> Surely they're great movies if they were a dollar. Yeah, they're very cheap. Uh, any other final thoughts? I've already kept you way past the time that. that... Oh, you're good. I mean, we're in, quarantine so it doesn't really matter but um no i don't i don't think i have i guess my biggest thing is just i hope these next ones are good i really hope they deliver and i mean who the fuck am i i'm nobody so you know if other people really enjoy them great if i don't enjoy them who gives a shit you're on this podcast you're somebody to me oh thanks thanks mr turkey (laughs) Uh, plug your podcast by the way um, so my podcast is called this better be good. Uh, my friend Mike and I, we get together or get together over the phone cause of quarantine, but we, uh, talk about a movie before we see it. We go and see it and we talk about it again after. Um, so it's called this better be good. And those are current, uh, like, you know, in the movies, the, in the, you know, the movie theater this week. Well, I mean, we can't go to a theater, so we've been doing Netflix movies or stuff that's streaming. So the one we did last week was the Irishman finally. And then Marriage Story is this week. Next week is Jojo Rabbit. So it's those are the kind of you know those are the barrel we're scraping. Yeah, contempt. Well, contemporary movies. Yes, 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 yes. And then um, your album is called Bullet Biter, and we talked about that on the the sequels episode. If you not listened to that one, go back. If you enjoyed Garrett's analysis, and if you didn't, go back and hate listen. Um, yeah, to the episode as well. A lot uh, of me talking. Well. That's why I had you on the podcast, but your album is available on Spotify, <laughs> Spotify and iTunes, uh, pretty much everywhere I, streaming is, right? Yep. I just put it up on Bandcamp, and if you get it from there, um, the money, more money goes directly to me. Thank you. And then also, I put some, some bonus content up there, so you get an exclusive bonus track you can you can download. So Cool, man. Uh, so thanks for being on, and thanks for staying a lot longer than you had planned to, and I look forward... Uh, to the next episode uh, uh, on the night that you come back to the field trip podcast. The night that I kill and then I'll end, (laughs) Uh, but not really. Yes. No, Uh, I won't. I won't kill anybody. uh, Cool, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me, bud. Love you, bud. Love you too. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks again for listening to the podcast. If you could just do me a quick favor, whatever platform you listen to the field trip on, Just give me a positive review for the show if you don't mind. And if you could tell a friend about the show, that would be even better. If you want to know more about me, BrentComedy.com is the website. And updated tour schedules over there. Uh, Links to social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can pick up your emotional support beer koozies over there. And if you want a shirt that I've been wearing in one of my videos, 
Go to teespring.com and search for Brent Terhune. Uh, All that stuff is right there on the website. So thank you again for listening, and we'll see you on the next field trip.